He is as clumsy as he is stupid. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, uh, and this is the show where my co-host Declan Kitchen and I each write a song in the space of a week, bring those songs to this podcast, and talk about how we wrote them in terms of chords, lyrics, and song structure, and all that kind of thing. So, hello, Declan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're doing a bit of an early recording this morning, so we've got our coffees, and we're going to... Um, I was saying to you before we started, we're probably going to ramp up in energy over the course of the show today. <laughs> we we'll end up like zero punctuation at the end of this. Just talking really fast like this. Then I went to the C, the C sharp diminished, and the D minor, the D minor diminished. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, you can all follow us at home because this is really simple stuff. So you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I chromatic, chromatic ran all the way to the top of the keyboard and back. At which point, uh, me, who's doing the... Um, editing this week you have to put all those notes in it's like i hate you 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 I hate you. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i mean it'll be a workout for my fingers but uh... <laughs> exactly um so yeah uh, this is episode 96 we're almost at 100 we should, oh. we should do something special for 100 we should make two cups of coffee each and that was your point I yes. just <laughs> sorry. I like to say tired. No, only one of us gets to have a cup of coffee each session. Let's not be too extravagant here. We it's whoever, a budget. Whoever edits gets paid in being able to drink their own drink. <laughs> if you if you are not the editor, you just have to look at it. You have to make one and just look at it, and you're not allowed to touch it throughout the entire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're allowed to smell it once, and it smells it smells out of this world. Yeah. Oh. We should do a coffee podcast. <laughs> we should, actually. We should have, like, a different season for each show. If you're a coffee shop listening and you want to sponsor us, you know what to do. You know the right thing to do. I mean, that would be what we'd probably get the most use out of a sponsorship, that or a BP or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We could have, like, BP with one of those um express coffee machines in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a cracking tea grommet with a slight diesely aftertaste. Oh, oh God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> I need to watch those again. I was saying this the other day. Yeah, I need to watch them again too. I watched, um, obviously we can cut this, but um, uh, the, what the hell's it called? The one where they go to the moon? Uh, Grand Day Out, the Grand first one. Grand Day Out, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I watched that um, a week ago or so. That was fantastic. But, um, but. We digress a little, as we often do. Um, what we tend to do with uh, presenting our songs to each other to speak about them is uh, we take it in turns as to who uh, has the whose song we listen to first each week. And this week, it's my turn to have my song played first. And mm. I've got a song called Forevermore. I want to be forevermore. <laughs> Last week, I ripped off that song, and this week, I'm ripping off the title. I'm slowly, like, salvaging the parts from Forever Young. Just <laughs> just building it into something new, several new things. <laughs> You're upcycling music. Exactly. Now, I think next season I might do, What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. No more. Uh... Right. <laughs> I think I've been sufficiently odd <laughs> during this. Are intro. you sure the coffee's not kicking in already? I don't know. I think I'm trying to like um, make up for it. <laughs> anyway, this is Roger's song "Forevermore." Here it sounds. Here it sounds. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> I like it. It's strange how we started out as strangers and never had the time. The hands go by, the clock ticks on its hinges, and I fall into the feeling of it all. In times of trouble, we just fall.
strange how we go from friends to strangers and never change our minds. Our lives go by sand falls through your fingers and it's gone. You wonder why we stumble on. It makes me wonder why I Okay. Okay, okay. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um so that was uh Forevermore, my song. Um I like that one. It's the first time yeah. we've had a piano song in a while. Yeah, well it it hasn't felt very possible. Um because even when we were recording in the same room, do you remember like the piano was I have a little keyboard, but it's so awkward to set up and it's like it's not quite the same as when you had your piano set up at your um music space at your old mm. place so i didn't really think of it as like something i could write on but um i've started writing more in the evenings recently um where like instead of sitting there in the middle of the day with an acoustic guitar and strumming out and trying to write i'll like put my headphones on get the midi keyboard and sit on the bed or sit on the carpet and just um write like that so but that's usually for like writing instrumental parts but for some reason i wrote an actual piano ballad with it and i thought hey this is this is all right. Yeah, it's very short, but it's very like sophisticated within that time. Like, there's a lot being done with a little, if that makes sense. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it definitely felt like um, it definitely felt a lot longer. I tell you that because when, when I sent you the the track, I I didn't see the time counter at all until I dropped it into our messenger, our, our you know our thread, to to show it to you, and I went one more, one minute forty seven. I was like, I was sure it was like at least two minute forty five or something like that. But anyway, so um, so how yeah. does this one sort of gestate? How did it start? Well, this one I ha- must refer to the beginning of every song now as its gestation period. <laughs> how did your song coagulate into a whole being? What goo did your song spring from? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so. Um, it started from kind of a weird place, like in terms of how I wrote it. So um, those of you who follow me on Instagram might know that I've been doing Inktober, which is this challenge a bunch of um, people who draw uh, do, where each day they're given a different prompt. It's kind of similar to the podcast in a sense. When we've done challenges in the past, you're given like the word um, run or uh, shoes or ominous or what have you. And then each day you write, you draw a picture um, loosely based around that theme. And what I found was um, I just did this to kind of like um, give myself practice with drawing because it's not something I'm well practiced in. So th- the drawings that turned out the worst were the ones where I thought, okay, I'm going to draw with like big bold lines and, you know, um, try and draw what's in my head, like a preconceived notion I had. Whereas the ones that came out the best were one of the ones where I just took like a thin pencil and just drew a completely stream of conscious conscience yeah you know what i mean too Mm. tired um (laughs) and um, found found shapes in that and then i would go over with a boulder pen and like draw the lines i liked and then um perfect them a bit more and those ones turned out all right so i kind of started to trust this thing of like just sit down and just just do it like with no like no don't think use your instincts may the force be with you but Yoda, I'm so bad with these lines, but Yoda said to be mindful of the living force. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. So I was sat there on my rug being all mindful of the living force. And um, I just sat, I just sat. Yeah. And so what I did is I just set a click track running. I've done this for a few different things recently and it's yielded some, some good results because it's so quick to do. Um, uh, so we set the click track running, I just played piano and sang. And that like, this was like one of a few things that came out to that tempo. And then once I got this general idea, I went back and like edited the verses like together. So that they were like in the right place. 
And then mostly it was just me like scatting lyrics, um, like in this iPhone recording I made. then I kind of went over and just filled in the lyrics I thought would work the best and it kind of it only took about half an hour I think um all told and then yeah so that was Saturday and then on Sunday I spent the day just sort of um uh tightening it up you know replacing lyrics that didn't really make sense and I'm still not quite there yet because there's a few um bits in there that would be better uh for example when I say in the second verse it's strange how we go from friends to strangers and never changed our minds. Oh, I like that one. You're leaving that in there. That's like Lennon McCartney goes, no, you're not changing that at all. Might have been what I'm referencing. But um, yeah, no, that's a strong line. I like that. It's a cool reflection of the opening. No, I thank you. I, I think the bit that I was kind of unsure of when I listened back to the final demo I made was, I think I should have gone, it's strange how we went from friends to strangers and never changed our minds because it makes more like a past tense sense. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of you seeing this happening in the moment, as it were. Because uh, oh, you mustn't live in expense at the moment. Uh... <laughs> so I've got to be in the living force, is what you're saying. Uh, yes, my Padawan. Um, And then... So yeah, it was done with this sketch sketching kind of feel, which I think I might try and utilize more often. Um, and uh, the co- and the cool thing with that is, I think the reason it felt so long in my mind was because the chords were quite complicated to put together, and uh, so mm. it kind of kind of felt like what it lacked in song length, it made up for in like me having to remember a bunch of stuff. So it was uh, like quite a mental exercise. Not to jump ahead, I had kind of the inverse of that this week. We shall get to that later. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like zilch in the name of like complicated chords to remember or uh well we'll discuss it later but uh... but yeah it's um it's always a bit of a tough one when I go okay I think I like the melody of the song um but there's something kind of some unusual stuff going on for example the song is in C major um but it moves around quite a lot um I don't have all my notes down here today, but there's a particular point where it goes, um, in times of trouble, we just fall and go into what we've chosen for the day. And at that point, the song changes uh, briefly to C minor rather than C major. Is that um, kind of like the first break after like the first verse or something? Yeah, yeah. In times of trouble, we just fall back. Let me just sing that again because I got a horrible hiccup during that. <laughs> I am keeping that just <laughs> oh, no. my own personal record collection. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're a big famous rock star i can just hold you i can like blackmail you with this one two second clip um because that's how much of a friend i am i would keep incriminating things on you mildly incriminating things as well and just use them <laughs> to bolster my own position throughout your fortune we wouldn't want that burp getting out now would we Roger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> If you don't give me the royalties on your next record, well, hmm, someone could upload anything to a SoundCloud account hmm, where anyone could see it and they could enable the download option. (laughs) I think the Daily Mail might like to hear about this one. This noxious belch. (laughs) Um, They can blame it for all the world's wrongs this morning. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely jumps around in terms of chords. It goes to C minor for a little bit, which is a trick that I like to do, but it's kind of difficult to find a place to do in songs. Like go from the major version of a key to the minor version of a key, particularly if you want to get back. Um, hmm. um, but yeah, I can go into more details on how I got back to C major, like on another episode, perhaps if somebody's interested. But if not, I I don't have the chords I actually listed out this week. Um, because it was so sort of like um, quickly done, you know, like I say, just sort of um, quickly written. But I mean, yeah. One thing you're using a lot in that song is that you're um, particularly in the sort of 
for lack of a better term, bridge. You've got chords that start a semitone below where they should be, and then they just move up. And you've got loads of little tricks like that, as well as, like, for example, moving from the major version of the scale to the minor version of the scale. Um, was this kind of like stuff you were putting in there consciously or thinking like it wouldn't be cool if I did this or was it just like where your fingers happened to be falling on the keys today? Um, it's something where well, it's kind of conscious in the sense that it's it's a trick I like to use because um, other piano players I like use it. Um, Randy Newman, for example, uses it. It's used a lot in ragtime, you know, like starting uh, the major chord semitone below and then quickly changing up to... Uh, the one above, for for example, starting on um, G flat and going to G very quickly. Um, but as far as like how I wrote it, it was just like you say, it was just kind of where my fingers happened to fall, really. Ah, cool. So this is basically a song on instinct. Yeah, definitely. Um, where which, like I say, I like writing this way, and it, it's definitely um, yielded a result I quite like. But as far as the lyrics go. I felt like they were sort of the, uh, what am I trying to say? Like the weakest link of the song. I actually quite like him. It's a nice idea, sort of reflecting between the two verses of like the similar idea, in a different way. Hint, hint. We shall be returning to this idea. Um, but uh, yeah, was there any sort of major thought process that kicked off the words, or any major event, or? Um. I suppose um, during lockdown, um, which we're in currently, well, uh, we will be as of Thursday, but the whole year has kind of felt like, um, to some extent, because of the restrictions due to COVID and that sort of thing, has felt uh, isolating, I suppose. Um, You know, I mean, for a really simple example, uh, you and I were going to meet up and have some drinks and, you know, hang out this coming weekend, but the lockdown prevents us from doing that so there has been this kind of thing all year long of uh you either like become close and form a bond with with your friends or in the case of like maybe older friends and that sort of thing there can be like a drifting apart which nobody like intends but um so i guess it's kind of about that really so another fun fact about my one actually um is when i was like before Saturday, when I was writing in the week, I uh, I was watching The Simpsons because I recently got Disney Plus, and I was watching The <laughs> Simpsons, and uh, this quote came up on the on the show from Homer to Bart. He said, "In times of trouble, you got to go with what you know. Now hop to it, boy." This is like season two, so it's early Homer, and I thought that's I'm not sure what the relevance is to to my own lyrics in this sense, but that's a good lyric. So in in my bridge, when I go, um, in times of trouble. We just go to what we've chosen for the day. It was kind of like a, a spin on that to make it fit, but I was like, I want to be able to include that, um, if only to include the clip in the show. So <laughs> that's a cool idea for a song. I, what I really would love to hear this produced up as would be if you took out the piano. Odd as this sounds, if you took out the piano, you just had this as like some sort of George Martin esque orchestral score that you you just sang over. Hmm. That would be really cool. Because then when you've got these chord ambiguities, you can sort of have different uh, stringed instruments um, holding on to certain notes that they cascade through and other ones changing, so it becomes like harder to spot where the joins are, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a great idea. Yeah. You could uh, like, do... record it on piano first and take the piano out. Like, yeah. Pretty much, yeah, just so you've got like, a guide to work from. But uh, I do like this one. I... Kind of, I can sort of hear the orchestral and choir version in my head, and it would be really, really cool. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you very much, Bud. Yeah, that, I think that definitely is a cool direction to go with it. Um, that direction, maybe piano or no piano, I haven't decided yet. But to piano or not to piano, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to forsake the string instruments or it <laughs> calms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them. Sorry, I couldn't actually change the Hamlet quote for the last bit there. <laughs> I, I think it's commendable that you got the strings part in. That's amazing. Yeah. The strings and arrows of outrageous fortune. <laughs> <laughs> the strings and hammers of outrageous fortune. Yes, yes. What an title. amazing album. Yeah, title, but also an amazing album for a piano album. The Strings and Hammers of Outrageous outrageous Fortune. fortune, Oh, yes, that has to be made by somebody. (laughs) 
Oh, name of my song next week. <laughs> um, but that is about all for mine this week. I mean, it's a real brief little number. So uh, let's take a listen to your song if if you're ready. Uh, okay. Uh, so this one is my song this week. Uh, it is called Love for Your Letters and it goes like this. your letters right yep i love uh, it really, th- thank you really um outstanding song it, it's it's super simple you have no idea um basically i did not get writing done until sunday this week because i am a terrible person and i to quote douglas adams i love deadlines i love the whooshing noise they make as they go by <laughs> um uh so just on sunday well basically because we're going to go into a new lockdown come Thursday, uh, I realised I didn't actually have to spend money on a bus ticket. So I bought a few more albums uh, to get me through the next month. One of the albums I got was uh, Rolling Stones. Uh, it's only rock and roll. And just that was 
the last thing I heard before I started writing, this was about like seven o'clock in the evening or something. I was just thinking like, wouldn't it be fun to try and come up with a Rolling Stones song? Nice. Et voila. Um, <laughs> uh, it's based around B, E and F sharp. So like one, four and five. Um, the It starts on a B flat power chord. You're moving in that power chord, the fifth between the E and the F sharp. Uh so do 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 the same as the vocals doing mm. um when the bass note lands on e you're kind of getting an implied e sus too okay um i say implied because there's no thirds anywhere near it um and then just straight down to f sharp for uh the end of that sequence so it, it is super simple it's kind of like the Riff, you could chuck at a band, and you'd be very surprised if they had difficulty doing it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that's quite Rolling Stones, though, in in its uh, in its chord structure, I suppose, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of. When I started it off, it sort of felt very acoustic. I was like, "Oh, this can be really twee," and then I just realized, "No, I just need to play it harder. It's fine." Harder. Harder. Um. And then the sort of bridge bit is just uh, C sharp minor to E for the If you could leave me now um, uh, If you could see me now, I should say. I can't even remember the words to my own song. Um, and then that's all there is for verse bits of it. And then the chorus is uh, kind of as one idea that's got a variation on it two times. So the first time through, it's based around a B chord and you've got the third as your melody note going up to, which is D sharp, going up to E, down to C sharp, and then E to D sharp to uh, uh, carry the tune. I'm getting by without love for your letters. I love that Uh, melody, can I just say? And the melody and the lyric, very strong. Thank you. Um, and then the second time through, that actually changes. So you're doing chords. So you're doing B to E to A to E to B because they've all got those notes in them. Oh, that's brilliant. That's well cool. Uh, and then I see myself in your mistakes. Uh, that's A major and F sharp major. Because again, this is kind of like putting the minimum amount of chords that will work into a song. So, like, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, and that's it, basically. Rinse and repeat those ideas musically as much as is appropriate. Yeah, that makes sense. I think uh, particularly with the Rolling Stones influence and um, and also just like the the fact that the lyric, to me at least, it feels like so front and centre, so in the spotlight, that it only really sounds like it needed those chords to, um, to, to what's the word, accompany them. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, if if I seem a bit pitchy on this demo, or if I'm not entirely certain of the melody as happens in the second verses, um, it might be because I finished writing the song about ten minutes before I started recording it. <laughs> hey, you and me both this week, buddy. <laughs> uh, um, the lyrics sort of came in a bit of a odd, slightly roundabout way. Um, I had the tune, the that um, masterclass of harmony. Um, (laughs) uh, The only words that were springing to me were um, if you could see me now. I was sat there thinking, okay, that's strong. I have to keep that in there. Mm. But who would I actually say that to? (laughs) Because there's not a lot of people I actually have that sentiment for. Um, and then I sort of thought, oh, okay. What if um, I spoke to a past version of myself? Ooh. Because you know how when you're younger, you have a plan. And um, oh yeah, it's going to be the plan that gets you noticed by the right people. It'll make you rich and famous. It'll make you happy. And just so long as you follow this plan to the letter. 
everything will be fine. Yep. And then you grow up slightly and you realize, oh, wait, the world doesn't work like that. <laughs> you have to be in the moment. Um, <laughs> so that kind of informed the first two verses in the chorus, which is where you have that line, I'm getting by without love for your letters. Like, um, is like, I'm not sticking, I'm not following your rules to the letter, essentially. Um, that makes sense, yeah. And when my time comes around to try and prepare myself for the future, I'll do better. Um, and I thought, okay, so second verse then, or second set of verses, uh, let's do the other way. Let's talk to the future self and imply that I've maybe not changed as much as <laughs> as much as I'd like to hope. Uh, so that's why it changes from if you could see me now to if I could see you now. Oh, I see. Okay. And why the tone is a bit more like, okay, right, I don't have to follow the guy behind me's advice, but you, the guy ahead of me, you need to follow my advice because... Oh, I see. Um, yeah. And then that continues through the chorus, like, you're getting by without love for my letters, kind of thing. Well, I so, was going to ask, how does that lyric um, tie in with the past and future selves? Because that's the um, future self, like, essentially doing what I'm doing to the past self. Oh, okay, I see, I see. So it's like the cycle repetitive. Like uh, the snake chokes on its own tail sort of thing. Uh, Ruberus, yeah. Mm. Um. And yeah, that's that's about it. The only thing is, because obviously it had to sound like a Rolling Stones song, you can't suddenly start talking about metaphysical concepts halfway through it. <laughs> so it's very deliberately written to try and sound like it could plausibly be a song about love in some sort of way. Like, mm. I don't think there's anything in there that explicitly confirms it as such. But like, if you just heard it on the radio, I think. Like you could confuse it for being like a proper love song, which is the point. Mass marketability, <laughs> <laughs> populism. It definitely comes across as um, it's one of those ones where I, I like that with um some songs where when I first heard it, I thought, oh, okay, some kind of like uh, love song or something in that vein, uh, that sort of thing. And then when you say what it's actually about with the past and future selves, or that was the inspiration at least, you go, oh, that makes more sense but like it works on both levels if that makes sense and those are some of my favorite lyrics mm. they were literally just scrambled uh down in like five seconds flat um but again because it's quite simple structurally but the simple structures take a long time to happen i didn't realize the song was as long as it was i thought it would be about like two minutes or something <laughs> um and when I saw it came out to like 3 minutes 40, I was just like, oh, okay. Because there's no bridge in it either. It's literally just like uh, A section, A section. <laughs> right, right. That's that's funny when that happens. I mean, like a, like we were saying earlier, I had the opposite thing with my song. But when you look at the timestamp and you go, oh, right. Okay, I didn't realise I'd done all that or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> or if I see Thirsty. Um also, I will note that the guitar break in the second verse isn't necessarily meant to be in there. It's because I messed up playing the chords. That was meant to be the riff again. But I messed up playing the chords on my first playthrough when I was recording it. And rather than go back and re-record, I just thought, sod it, this is what the song's like now. <laughs> we just need to put something in here. <laughs> no, I, I, when you say that now, I kind of go, oh, so that's why that was a bit different. But the fact that you play that little breakaway part um, on the guitar... Yeah, I just acts as another, um, how was the word? Just another detail in the song, which I really liked. It's very cool. Hmm. I feel this kind of song is one you, if, like, for example, you get into a band with people who are maybe not, like, super up on their diminished chords or, like, super up on changing key all the time or things like that, uh, this is kind of a song you can chuck at them and hopefully they'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good, Not good. to sound too elitist or anything, but uh, I have standards, you know. <laughs> but it is definitely, um, like I say, if you went to even have a jam, you know, you could go, oh, by the way, I've got this song. Let's try this out. Yeah, because it's a total of five chords in the whole thing. 
That's two more than Oasis. (laughs) I like Oasis. I don't know why I'm saying that. (laughs) That was my reaction to you liking Oasis. So uh, I hope this clearly and eloquently um, puts my position on the issue to the fore. Uh, Oh, it does. (laughs) I just thought Noel Gallagher was phoning in. It's going to start beef with the Weekly Song Podcast. <laughs> but you've just said you like Oasis. He'll start beef with me. No, no. What are you doing? Declan versus Noel. Actually, that means I've got a versus Liam. And that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. He's mad no. for it. Is is he, though? <laughs> I, I, I'd be careful if I were you, then. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get off topic so much? I don't know. I, I have no idea how we do this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you, though. <laughs> um, I think that's about it for everything to say about the construction of this one. Because this is... Like, I know I've said it before, but this is like super, super simple. Which, you know, we make the point not every song has to be like Bohemian Rhapsody. Or it doesn't have to be a day in the life. It doesn't have to be this weird, complicated... 20 minute long thing mm. sometimes it can just be like five chords and a riff particularly if it's um if it sounds sincere and if it's like expressive i think which makes me sound all hippie and woolly or whatever but it's true it's like i feel like Far you've out written, man you've written a song that is like i say the spotlight feels like it's on the lyric quite a bit um, yes which is why it needs to be sung by someone who can actually sing properly I loved loved your vocal performance on this Very cool We need more harmonies though We need more Declan harmonies uh, I I can't harmonise I'm I'm too pitchy for that Tell that to last week's episode Yeah, the one where I had to cut harmonies out of it Um, If I did uh, End up recording this one properly It probably would go on full on uh, camp performancey modes where like the notes don't matter so much as like how much gusto you're going into them with. I love that approach. It, it basically the Mick Jagger approach, which is fitting, really. Um... Yeah, exactly. Full circle. <laughs> the Mick chokes on his tail. The Mick, you. I mean, no. what he does in his own like private bedroom is like <laughs> his own business, but you. What he does in his travel lodge is up to him. <laughs> we are cut runneth over with titles today. Um, <laughs> Even that's a title. Our cut runneth over <laughs> with titles. <laughs> oh dear! We just have to have like at the bottom of like the SoundCloud description like all the titles we've rejected. Oh man, there must be so many. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that one this week. Fantastic song, bud. Really like it. Really like it. Thank you. Moving on. We've actually had an email in from uh, Ben Older, who has written to the show before. And uh, yeah, let's read that one out now. I sound like I'm about to spill the tea on something. (laughs) So let's see what he has to say. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Roger and Declan. Hope you guys are doing well. So happy that the podcast is back and with a bang, too. Still really loving the show and the music you guys are somehow able to churn out every single week. It's really inspiring. Always a fan of the witty banter and the rabbit holes you lead us down each episode. Please don't stop. One out of one. It's catching on. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, T-shirts. <laughs> t-shirts. Uh, would you buy one out of one T-shirt? Oh, I would. But then I'd have to make the money off the show. That. Anyway, moving back on. <laughs> I've been trying to be a bit more disciplined with my own songwriting lately, even going so far as to put it in the diary a couple of times a week. To make sure that I actually do it, I put it in a video on post it on Instagram every Friday, regardless of how much I have, whether it's finished or not. Good or bad, it goes up. It's a good motivator to dig down and find something. After so many seasons and so many songs, how many is it now? 120? 140? Do you still get that feeling of doubt when you sit down to write? Yes. That feeling, yeah, basically that's what I was going to say. Uh, that feeling that says you're not going to come up with anything this time. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyways, but doing this, I've been able to write two new songs in the last three weeks with a couple of unfinished ideas too, so it seems to be helping. Nice one. Awesome. 
the attached song is my most recent one that I wrote in a couple of days. I was able to demo it up for you guys to listen to and play on the podcast if you like it. To help me write this one, I imagined a character have received a letter or a postcard from a loved one, which they are reading in the song. The reader themselves don't speak in the song itself. It's essentially a narrator's perspective. The fun thing about writing this way meant that I could quote from the imaginary letter or postcard almost at random with the narrator giving more information to move the story along. The idea for the song title came from the notion that once the letter has been written, the words are frozen in time, uh, forever the age they were when they were written down. It made me think uh, that there's something sad in the story somewhere. Although I didn't set out to write about anything in particular, the way the lyrics developed in the first two really took things in an unexpected direction. This young woman is visiting New Orleans, uh, L.A. La, as in Louisiana, not Los Angeles, and she's old enough to remember how it was before, meaning before Hurricane Katrina. The way the rest of it came out made me imagine that perhaps it's a parent reading the letter, and perhaps the young woman has gone missing since it was written. That was just in my mind, though, and isn't necessarily firmly what the song is about. Anyway, thanks so much for having a listen. If people are interested, I have an album, All Our Efforts, on Spotify, and they can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook, at Ben Older Music. Ta-da! Ben Older. <laughs> Oh, Ben, thank you so much. Really good to hear from you, Ben. Uh, it's it's lovely to receive emails like that and just to answer uh, the number question. We've actually been having a bit of a debate about this. We will play your song in a second, don't worry. Um, but uh, we're on season 10 of the podcast now. So we've done at least... Because we do seven a season, so we've done at least 70, plus a couple of extra on random episodes. So let's call that 75. Roger's done at least three uh, off the air, three runs of seven off the air, and I've done at least two. So 21 plus, it's 96 is a conservative estimate. That was good maths. Yeah, well, I had further maths A level. This is the most I've used it since I left school. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's not quite 120, but we're getting close. <laughs> we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. But also we wrote songs before the podcast and we've written songs outside of it as well and uh, outside of like the weekly challenge. So that number does still go up. And at that point, we're truly lost. We have no idea how many <laughs> songs we've written. Definitely. And um, I, I wanted to say as well how, how cool it is to hear that you've been writing more, Ben, and that you know, uh, you've been developing ideas. And also the deadline thing, even like... Um, you know, going, okay, by Friday, I'm going to have something to, to show no matter what it is, I think is is such a good motivator. Well, this is kind of like what you said before, Roger. It's like, it's having, setting like these commitments like that is almost like having a running partner in that um, you've got to turn up with something. Because if you don't turn up, uh, the other guy is going to be disappointed. Like, uh, you'll have let them down. Yeah. So by making these commitments, then you sort of held yourself to account, as it were. Which, oddly enough, mentally torturing yourself makes for some great art, so... <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, right. Shall we have yeah. a listen to uh, Ben's song now? Yeah, let's have a listen. So this is Evergreen by Ben Alder. Oh 
I like too. That's a really cool song. That is a very cool song. Evergreen by Ben Alder. Um, yeah, really cool. I, I know this is like the most specific thing to point out right off the bat, but I love the bass run before the breakdown. I was about to say that as well. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Do 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 <laughs> So good. Oh, I I love like the melody of that one. It's sort of very feels very agile. Is it like? goes over a bit of a wider range than someone's song did this week. <coughs> Who could that be? Um, I know you, I know you. <laughs> it's, a, yeah, go on, sorry. No, after you. I was just going to say, it's it's a really um, catchy melody as well, particularly the outro, you know, the one by one they hit the ground evergreen. It's we were literally catchy... like uh, scatting along with it when we were just listening to it a second ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> such a fun one. Is it? It's going to be in my head all day now. Evergreen. Oh, me too. It's really good, really, and uh, the arrangement of it's really cool as well. Um, I like the fact he goes like, um, "I wrote this one over like two days." It sounds so complete, doesn't it? Mm. So you know, well honed and all that sort of thing. Well, uh, so that is Evergreen by Ben Elder. And as he says, he's got an album, all our efforts on Spotify, and he's on Instagram and Facebook as at Ben Elder Music. Check him out. Do the right thing, guys. Do do the right thing. Not the wrong thing, but the right thing. All of them. I've never called the listeners guys before. I feel weird and dirty. Um, Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, guys. It's just all groovy in here, man. Be bap, be bap. It's the jazz podcast. Again, that's another one I'm adding to my blackmail collection. Um... (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you've got a song that you've written in a week or you just want to send a letter in or, I don't know, uh, you're going to get bored during the new lockdown and you need something to do, why not email us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com 
if you're following us on iTunes or uh, SoundCloud, why not leave like a five star review or a comment? Why not follow us on Spotify? Do whatever social interaction it is you do on Podbean because uh, I have Podbean and even I don't know what the social interactions are for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where can they find your music, Roger? Um, so yeah, if you're interested in finding my music, you can find it at rogerheathers.com, which links to my Bandcamp where um, all my albums are uh, thus far. Also on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that sort of thing. And if you want to first follow me on social media, at Roger Heathers on Instagram is the place to follow. So, how about you, Declan? Uh, awesome. Uh, you can find my music, well, my one EP at the moment, uh, at declanhitchener.bandcamp.com. Uh, I should point out as well, the Friday that this goes out, so that will be Friday the... Come on, calendar open. Uh, Friday the 6th will actually be Bandcamp Friday, where Bandcamp waive their share of the revenue fees uh, that they would earn, and it all goes straight to the artist. So if you uh, have been thinking about maybe picking up anything by any artist on Bandcamp, Friday's the day to do it. Um... You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Declan Kitchener Music. Uh, one thing to point out as well is that Weekly Song Podcast does have both an Instagram and a YouTube. Uh, and there may be things going up on the YouTube soon, seeing as I'll actually have time to get things done. Um, and also, we do be silly on Instagram sometimes, so it's worth checking out. Not every week, but it happens. Um, so I think that's about it for this week, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Cool. See you in lockdown two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't joke, it's a very serious situation, but... Very serious. Yeah, we've got to be serious, you know, straight-faced. It's kind of like, oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Watch your profanity. But, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. I hope it's been an enjoyable show. And we'll see you next week for more songs and more silliness. Indeed, indeed. Verily, forsooth, egads. Uh, ta-ra. Ta-ra.